Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. I have Dr. Danny Pillay, who is a Chinese medicine acupuncturist as well as a homeopath on the line to share more. Tell us about this um, incredible modality. Dr. Pillay, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon, Nikki, and good afternoon to the Hi FM listeners. So when we talk about traditional Chinese medicine, and I've just said, you know, three and a half thousand years old, it's way older than Western medicine. Um, I know that there's acupuncture involved and that's what you do. But my idea, and perhaps we can just explain it to, to our listeners, is there's, it's a, it has a lot to do with balance. It has a lot to do with unblocking blockages and balance, the yin and the yang. Perhaps you can just expand on that, doctor, um, and why that's so important with with regards to Chinese medicine? Well, when you look at a patient, in a, we, we tend in the modern way to look at parts of the patient. In Chinese medicine, in homeopathic medicine, and even Ayurvedic medicine, we tend to look at the being as a dynamic entity of a balance between mental, emotional, and physical, and spiritual, and find how the body's working, how the organs work in harmony. So when you talk about balance, we talk about the balance of the yin and yang, of qi and blood, and the harmony between the organs and they're what we call meridians that run through the body. And when you're in perfect balance, everything flows. So meridians are more like if you're getting a traffic congestion, there's no free flow. So there's blockages and there's frustration and there's dis-ease. And so effectively, when you're applying the system of medicine, you're trying to bring about balance and getting the body to be at its optimal self. So how do these blockages occur, doctor? Um, I mean, you know, if, if this is what creates this imbalance and can cause disease, what's, what's bringing about these blockages? So often this is, there's a few things. Some that can be, for example, there must be genetic factors that you can inherit, but mostly it's lifestyle. And lifestyle is going to do the way we eat, the way we live, the way we think and feel. So you find a lot of people are sitting with anxiety, stress, anger, um, all of this. So if someone is very angry, it's going to affect and have an impact on the, how the liver functions. You know, we use this in, uh, in the English language and say, you know, my bile rises when we're angry or my blood boils. So yeah. while it physically is not boiling, but you're creating this case where you're changing and causing disharmony in body function. You know, if you look at it, I say to people often enough, seemingly the two common denominators of human drama is relationships and money. So people are either financially stressed or they have problems in their, and difficulty with their family relationships, their work relationships, with their peers. Um, all of this creates a lot of anguish and consternation, which then has an effect on the immune system, has an effect on the way our body functions. So if your immunity is suppressed, there's more chance of having disease. So you spoke about um, you, you spoke about looking at the whole body. So you're not looking at little parts of the body. Um, the guest before um, doctor was talking about you know what COVID has brought and that doctors are going to be able to do consultations online and you know obviously there's certain things that they can't do. But I know that with Chinese medicine, you are looking at a lot of the telltale signs. You're looking at the tongue. You're looking at the skin. You're asking all sorts of questions because you're trying to get an overall idea idea of the person and the, you know, the kind of person that inhabits this body. Um, maybe you can just tell us a little bit more, you know, what is involved when someone comes to you for a consultation? So we would take a consultation as a people accustomed to as a general medical consultation of asking the person past history, family history. But in the Chinese medicine perspective, we would look at other factors. We look at the change 
of weather, of diet, of stress. We look at the tongue for tongue diagnosis, feel the pulses. So not just what we know in Western means the pulse, but there are different points that, that govern the different organ systems. So we look at that. We, we, we look at any kind of factor that's brought on the condition. Was the person exposed to a certain environment? Trying to understand the cause, the primary cause of disease, not just the symptom. For example, somebody might come and have a tendon injury that's not being managed for a long time uh, or not being fixed. So you look at that and you say, well, in Chinese words, you know the liver governs the tendon and the eyes, for example. So you would look at that and say, how do we bring balance in the liver? And then you'll find the tendon starting to heal. So it's a, it's a far more in-depth understanding of the patient in their context of their environment and their body function. So it's not just saying, I've got a diarrhea, so we'll just give you an anti-diarrhea. We need to understand what is going on with that particular patient. And in, in diarrhea, if it's a spleen sheet deficiency, how do we strengthen that? How do we bring it back? So we're not looking just as a, well, you have an organism that gave you diarrhea, it's got to say, what is actually happening to the body? And how do we treat the body then to defend itself against this organism? Mm. And so often people can go on some kind of medication, um, doctor, and what they don't realize is this could have a negative impact on some other part of the body. So I love the fact that you look at the whole body and obviously you're looking to balance the body. So let's bring it closer to home, this being the Deal Link show where we deal with cancer and we have many cancer warriors who are listening um, and a person who has a diagnosis. When, when would they come for a consultation? In other words, what I'm saying is if they have been diagnosed, is it too late? You talk about going to the, the, the cause of disease. And uh, another question attached to that, if they have already started treatment, is Chinese medicine something you could take while going for um, treatment like chemotherapy or radiotherapy? So absolutely. So it doesn't matter where the patient's at. It's ideal where we don't get to disease, but when we're there, we can certainly manage. And often what I highlight is to have a teamwork. And if the patient's on chemo or radiotherapy, there's going to be side effects. As much as we're trying to kill off the, 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 the rogue cells, as it were, we also harm the rest of the body. So, you know, the common symptoms of fatigue, depression, nausea, vomiting, sleep disorders, anxiety, pain, these can be managed using acupuncture, can be used in Chinese medicines. There's often concern that there's interaction with Chinese medicines and chemo, and indeed there are. So a qualified doctor who understands this working in conjunction with the the oncologist would make a good team. Often, you know, patients are scared to discuss with their doctors. You know, the studies show that anything between 7 to 51% of patients who are diagnosed with cancer utilize complementary medicines. Unfortunately, over 80% of those patients do not tell their doctors. Often because, you know, if doctors don't know enough about it, they'll say, you know, we're not sure, don't use it. But unfortunately, when it's the patient's health, they're really concerned. They want to use whatever avenue. So the idea is for us to work together. And there are certainly, for example, with certain chemotherapy, something as simple as St. John wort, which is hypericum. So St. John's wort is a herb that people might want to use for their depression, but it may interact with the chemotherapy. So in the hands of a registered practitioner and working in collaboration with an oncologist makes good sense. So okay. we can certainly manage the person's immune system. We don't want to use medicines that, for example, if you use things to, to clear out the liver, you don't want to clear out the chemotherapy too fast because then it's not going to be as effective. So a skilled practitioner and a, and a, a registered practitioner will know just that and work together. Most times we'll be using acupuncture and herbs 
during the active phase of chemotherapy. Dr. Pillay, thank you for that. And I definitely want to expand on that after the break. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to the DL Link Show. I have Dr. Danny Pillay on the line. He is a Chinese medicine acupuncturist and homeopath. Um, and I think a very important message, um, Dr. Pillay, is that a lot of people do use complementary uh, treatments while they are undergoing their cancer treatment. And you're saying that a lot of them, over 80% of them, don't tell their oncologists. And you're saying that actually um, the oncologist should be working um, with a registered um, practitioner, homeopath or acupuncturist because there are certain treatments or, or medications that may not be good for the chemotherapy and yet there are many that are very good that can work very well. Am I right? Is, is that in a nutshell what you said? That's exactly what I've said. Uh, so it's important to know that. Uh, so, you know, if you look at very big, important. big centers, for example, like the Cleveland Clinic in America, they have an integrative center so they work hand in hand. If you look in China, the oncologist will work with an acupuncturist. So in a, you're giving basically a support system. Ultimately, we're all existing because the patient comes foremost. So we have to try and find the best solution or solutions to support them. You know, people have anxiety. They have worry. They want to feel that they're doing the best for themselves. They sometimes want to feel that they can choose more than one thing at the same time to give them benefit, provided it's done in a constructive and helpful manner. So, you know, we talk about complementary medicine as opposed to alternative Alternative meaning you just use the other thing. So we're saying we're quite happy to work together because if there's a growth, I see no harm in why we shouldn't remove it or use radiotherapy before we remove it. But there's certainly things we can do to assist that immune system. And whatever caused the problem might still exist. Because we've removed the tumor doesn't mean the problem is solved. We need to bring the body back into harmony. Dr. Pillay, thank you so much. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been wonderful having you on the show, and thank you for clarifying that very important information. We appreciate it. Thank you, Nikki, and thank you to your listeners.